Hello, Samantha. Welcome to the Alex Kyler Show. Hey, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. I know. So am I. It's our first episode. Yes, it is. As I just need the table. <laughs> it's okay. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is this is an incredible experience. I've always been wanting to do this. It's been in the works for months. a few months now. Just months. trying to plan it and oh, it's been get so, it's it been launched. So much fun. It's been yes, so much fun. it has been. It has been a elongated process but now that it's like up and running i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i think it's gonna be a good time i think a lot of people are already benefiting um from things that we're or going to benefit from things that we have in the works already yes exactly so okay. and sponsors that we can't talk about that we already no. have <laughs> you know they have their own special times that they want to we cannot talk about these things no we cannot. we cannot talk about these things but, but we are excited and we're really thankful to have those sponsors. we have a lot of we have a lot of very uh exciting we have a lot of very exciting things happening in the works that are going to be yes. coming soon lots of great people were coming on we have a couple of vice presidents coming on Ooh. some fitness professionals coming on some corporate some corporate members yeah yeah, yeah. so we're we're, <clears throat> we're trying to start off strong we're trying to but it, it, it was a it was a hunt so far. It's been a hunt to get the equipment, to get the programming, get the computer set up, uh, <clears throat> start to understand what it's like to collaborate with sponsors and partners and get your feet off the ground as a small business. It's yeah. an incredible experience. So many exciting discussions that we've had just trying to start this one episode and how many... Um, you know, trying to work that equipment in and making sure that everything works effectively. It's we probably had like ten takes of the same greeting. <laughs> we have had um, we have had over fifteen takes <laughs> of just episode one. That's not I'm just trying to get the equipment recorded. to work. We have like thirty three recordings so far. That's fine. Just trying to, <laughs> most of it most That's of it's fine. me. Put a little water on the so throat. This is exciting. Like, I've always wanted to do something like this. This is so. I know. Can you tell us about so it? My, okay. Tell us about your mission statement. Okay. Tell us about what you. First of all, if you're getting a little feedback, people, we are still trying to figure this out. After all, this is episode number one, um, but and we are trying to fix it. So please DM us on Instagram at Alex Calvert Show or catch us around the gym. Um, I'm at the gym all the time, but. Uh, at what gym? Ah, the California location. There um, it is. World gym. Everybody knows where I am now. Dang it. <laughs> Everyone knows where I am now. But I am there. So if if you have any if you have any feedback, please. I prefer we're always very busy. So I prefer that you see us on Instagram. I would love to see you in person. Please do not be a stranger. But if you do want have like a legitimate question or a topic, you feel like it would be cool to have. You know, have discussed, have dialogue about, have debated. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, but the podcast, uh, in and all of itself, it's a very uh, com- it's a compound structure, and that's very it's very complex. And but it's very simple in how it's structured, right? So uh, with the mission, I'll just I'll just put. We have a mission statement. Did you know that we have a mission statement? I made a mission statement. Yes, I did know that. You had me look at it like 10 times. The people, the people deserve a mission statement. So, 
Here's our mission statement. Alex Calvert's show was founded on a small farm in southern Maryland with the intention of providing the general public with unbiased, unopinionated, unedited, proactive discussion and dialogue in a nostalgic environment that may allow for the comprehensive exercising of all natural human rights so that all may, as a collective and individually, grow to live mature, natural, healthy, educated, and fulfilling lives. Wow. Very well written. Very well written. Very well written. I wrote that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big reason why I'm doing this. It's, I'm here to educate. This is supposed to be a platform to grow, right? I am a young professional, right? I have my master's of science certification. I have a lot of experience, but at the same time, I am very young. I have a lot of, a lot of areas that I'm very curious about, and I don't see what the harm is to have a podcast, sit down, and have a general discussion, right? Long-term discussion, long-form dialogue, so that we can sit down and we can talk about things that as a young professional and an adult, I see disgust and misled on, misinstructed on, on the daily, you know. I want to provide us a structure and a platform that can be sponsored, can be partnered, that companies and people are willing to voluntarily involve themselves with us because our philosophies are surrounding that of which we're trying to educate people so they cannot apply what we are giving them but they so that they can ingest what we're giving them they can ingest it in a way that is to their liking that is fully catered to their liking however they want and then we want to be able to help them apply it to their lives so everybody who's consuming this show you know, I mean, statistics show the podcast, uh, the people who listen to podcasts, the number of people is skyrocketing when it comes to people uh, multitasking, listening to podcasts, audio podcasts. And you can learn a lot. There is tons of science behind doing other tasks and at the same time listening to something like a podcast or to music. There's tons of science behind it. And we encourage people to look that kind of stuff up. We have a TV right here so we can do that kind of stuff. But I want to educate. I want to grow with the people. I want, I want to be a leader. And what better way to grow and to provide image and opportunity while improving myself than to start a podcast and to partner with people who are professionals with corporate you know companies that have decades of history and experience only the best you know yeah. am I making sense yeah no that makes a lot of sense it, yeah and I could talk about this forever that's why I'm having the podcast I'm so excited about it I love the concept of growing your mind through your curiosities like that's such a great point to make because a lot of the times you you know you do the research on your own and you go out of your comfort zone to try and find all this information and you know I I'm a big person of making sure that you know I build the research and the knowledge that I I want in my life and I think the podcast you like you make it sound like it's a great way of 
getting that information in while I'm busy because it's audio right now, right? But you're going to end up doing Strictly visual audio, audio later. We do, we do a lot of stuff. We, we have an Instagram account. We have emails. We have sponsored marketing networks. We, you know, we're, we're putting out a lot of fitness content. We're doing a lot of stuff. We have our hands in the community in very, very promising future things to come. And uh, that's going to be our way of doing this, mouth-to-mouth, the old-fashioned way, T-shirts, uh, you know, going out into the community, doing things yeah. with the people. I think and that's a good idea. And then they can go when I'm not around, and they can listen to my podcast and listen to the professionals I have on my podcast and live their lives and apply the way they need as they fit, as I see fit, no matter who they are, what they do. It doesn't matter. That's the beauty of this. You know, I don't have to cater it to them. I'm providing them with a professional platform that is at the same time very nostalgic, very informal. How's it nostalgic? Like, what makes your environment stand out? So, what makes my environment stand out is we're on a farm, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are literally cows outside the window, uh, feet away, just just feed away oh sorry i'm back now. <laughs> i'm trying to figure out the feed the the feedback with the mics my yeah. laugh is so obnoxiously loud it's okay you have, a, you have a you have a great voice especially oh, thank for you. podcasting. thank you yeah you're welcome That's mine's weird for. mine's kind of strange but people say i have a good podcasting voice so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let it roll i'm just gonna let it roll over so Outside of outside of World Gym, I've been curious. Outside of World Gym, what do you dabble with, right? We're trying to look into those other parts of life on this podcast that are outside of traditional career paths. So, what, what, you know, what is it that you want to do? What's your end goal? Almost. I or your am, next step. Yes. So I actually am a writer. I love creative writing. Um, I mostly write fiction, and. I mean, I haven't had anything published yet, but, you know, I am very young, so I am working in the works on one of my amazing pieces of books that I think is great, but, you know, that's how we writers are. We think our work is great, and then sometimes, you know, you gotta try again. (laughs) But, yeah, I am a writer. Um, I got my bachelor's degree in English from West Virginia University, so that was exciting. And West Virginia University, yes. I am originally from Scranton, Pennsylvania, so if you like The Office, that is that is where I'm from. Um, but then I, I moved to Morgantown, West Virginia to get an English degree and, you know, kind of explore because, you know, the mountains of West Virginia are so different from the city that I grew up in (laughs) as I'm trying to catch my air but yes I am a writer um I am looking into a career path in publishing and a career path in teaching it's very important to me literature has always been important to me so it's something that I've always wanted to pass along to everybody else and you know influence younger minds so Okay, so you want to be you want to be a teacher. I do want to be a teacher. You want to be a teacher. Yes. Okay. I want teaching certification too. Uh. <laughs> I hope down the road when I'm like older, older, I want to just accomplish my own publishing company. Like teaching, I want to publish books. Teaching is and... great, but at the same time, I find it very common that you run into teachers that aren't supposed to be teachers. You know, great professionals 
you know, it's often in academia at the university level, right? Yeah. More often than not, where you have these fantastic professionals who have extensive careers, great experiences, networking, the whole nine yards, just outstanding people. But they may not be the best of professors, right? They may be a teacher at a younger level or a, a, or an idol or a teacher in some other way. Right. You know but what I think? I maybe think it's, not at that tier. Yeah. I think what happens a lot with the teaching field know. is that sometimes teachers grow, you know, they do, they do it for years. Um, you know, they are passionate about trying to make a difference, but sometimes in the areas that you grow up in, if you don't change your environment, yeah. mm-hmm. you kind of get used to settling into it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you lose that passion for something that you once loved. And sometimes people grow out of that, you know, like I could be so passionate about teaching now and I could make a difference and I could have years of teaching down under my belt. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, we are we as humans are meant to completely challenge ourselves. you know we want to build upon our research and we constantly want to do something new so I think what happens is a lot of sometimes they settle in the idea that that's all that they are used to doing and you get used to your comfort zone oh for sure and you really want to try to get out of your comfort zone and you want to explore opportunities and you know we always say I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do something different today. But do we actually wake up and do something different? It's right. it's Besides the fear like of getting attitude. out of your routine. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like with a lot of teachers, they get in that boat where they want to make a change, you know, and they want to explore those changes. But it's, you know, they're already in their routine of doing something after years of doing it and years and years. And, you know, you lose your passion for it when you develop passions and creativity for other things but you know you you don't get out of your comfort zone and unfortunately you know that kind of is a downfall that is a huge unfortunate way about it i mean it's you have to it's a big it's just a big it's a big problem that a lot of people are running into today right you get stuck in one occupation and if you want to move on or expand or diversify or whatever you want to do especially later in life maybe it's earlier in life who knows some people try for a couple of months, a couple of years, and they don't like it, or they grow yeah. out, or they grow out of it, and they find something else. And, and, and it's unfortunate because most most job occupations, most career paths, you can't do that. You can't have you know, multiple paths that you can choose from. You have one path. If you're an engineer, you have one path. You know, like if you're yeah. going, if you're going into the fitness industry, there's a couple paths, but really starting out, you have very few. Right. Well, you know what's crazy? Or going to the most play a writer like you. Yeah, and the and looking for a job right now, and a lot of people are noticing this, and it's a conversation on LinkedIn constantly. But when you're trying to job search, there are some times when, um, you know, entry level positions, entry level positions were meant for people who were getting out of college and like getting into fields. And a lot of the times when you're job searching, you find entry level jobs that say they're entry level, but then require a minimum year of like five years of prior knowledge in that subject. And it's really hard when you're trying to expand on your knowledge and get into something that you yourself can be passionate about. Like you might have great management skills from being a teacher because you manage a classroom full of students, but you can't get that that marketing manager position or to manage a different team in a different field because you only have prior experience in a specific field and it's like entry levels were meant to be for developing new like 
without prior knowledge in the field, like training them and Those you know, if workers. you have to if somebody if Those you're recruiting jobs. somebody and they show you that they have this incredible passion to them, that they you know, they have that skill set, like they have that devotion and they're ready to take on that position. I feel like that's more important than what prior experience they show on their resume because it's really important to make sure we show, you know, we're constantly trying to evolve and those kind of restrictions, you know, restrict people from. And that makes it so hard today to, you know, get out of those career paths that, you know, we, we've been doing for years and years and we want to challenge ourselves and we apply to these positions that, you know, we we have the personality for and we have the passion and the devotion to do. And we just we just can't because, you know, like I was a retail manager. And when I first I'm so thankful, so thankful for uh, Melissa, I'm so thankful for Melissa because she really took a chance on me, and now I'm now I'm working in corporate, and as a customer success and retention lead. And I previously only had retail management experience, and there were constant jobs that I applied for that it was so hard to find something. But she took a chance on me, and she's such a great human being, like Who's and a leader. Great? Does, uh, who, who is Melissa? Melissa For people is... people who don't know. Yeah, so Melissa is the vice president of World Gym. Um, right, corp- right. Operations. Mm-hmm. She... Um, I met Melissa through Alex. Alex is right. a personal trainer and coach at World Gym. Um, but I met her through him, and, you know, we had one conversation, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, she saw that potential in me, and she was like, we want you as part of our team. And just having somebody who saw high, like, who already was, like, had high expectations of you makes you want to just perform a lot better, you know? Like, you find, like, you see more in yourself because other people see value in you. And that, like, pushes you to work harder. And she does that with her whole team. She makes us all feel like a family. And so, you know, it's just, it's just great. I, lo- I love how you, uh, you, you described your experience, really, uh, with Melissa, but ex- it's especially just overall with this world gym. That's, it. That's awesome. You know, it's so rare that you find corporations and companies that, even at a local branch scale, uphold that level of integrity, right? Yeah. Right, that level of ra- share ra- rationality. Values. Yeah, just being a person. Just yeah. being a person. Appreciates you for being a person and not just a set of hands. You the, know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you want you want to be. Just appreciate it, right? You want to be one of the collective. You don't want to be just some pawn in a corporate game, you know. Even though you're working at a local level, right? You you don't want to, you don't want to be just a part of this corporate game. You want to you want to be able to to grow, yeah. right? And, and that's what this opportunity has helped helped with both of us. Yeah, an right? environment is everything if you walk into a negative environment where you're just surrounded by people who don't like their job or like what they're doing it makes it really hard for you to appreciate that you're in that that position and How that you're trying to work there people do you think there. don't like their jobs like like me like if you were if you were to go with a ratio out of 10 
How many people out of 10 on average would you say in the United States dislike their job currently? Just, I like how you, how you clarified it. You said currently because, you know, everybody experiences where despite they start the, a job yeah, and they don't like it. Despite the pandemic, um, despite all of these things, currently, what do you think? Currently, how many people dislike their job? Yeah, I would, I would say probably 5 out of 10. 5 I was, out of 10, 50%. I believe, That's a big number. I, I think we're constantly evolving, and I think a lot of people have started, you know, taking advantage of freelancing opportunities and, you know, doing things for themselves. I mean, if anything, I'd say it's more like a, I'll correct myself. I will definitely say 6 out of 10. It's definitely a lot of people who currently don't like their jobs or experiencing a field that, you know, they want to switch their jobs in. But, you know, that's just my own personal opinion. I'm not going to, like, this isn't statistically right. Right. Um, but I would say so because we're constantly evolving. And, like, you know, with the new generations and the constant, like, job searching, especially after the pandemic, I would, I would definitely say that the majority of people are figuring out how to make money for themselves and freelance and do more of what they love while also making money doing it. Um, but it's definitely in the developing stages of in the world. Like we're transitioning out of that workplace environment and learning how to do, do our jobs and love our jobs remotely or this and that. Um, but I don't know. That's just a personal statistic. No, so what did we find? <laughs> so we have we have our TV here because we want to provide the people with quality uh, quality stuff, right? We want to have credible sources. We want to have quality material. We don't want to provide anybody with any false information, even though we are not responsible or sponsored or partnered with any of these websites or anything that we pull up here or talk about. We don't do anything for sponsorship, partnership, advertisement, anything. Right. We are strictly here to provide a solid base in good private discussion. Let's see. So according to the uh, U.S. Let's see. Uh, what is this? The United States Census Bureau. Um, Bureau. Bureau. Uh, the 2021 census for the state of Maryland. I pulled this up for just discussion purposes. Um Population estimate as of July 1st, 2021 is 6,165,129 people as of July 1st, 2021. So yeah. if your ratio is 5 out of 10, 50%, that means an estimated well over I didn't know you were going to get that statistic. 3 million people. That means over 3 million people in Maryland in 2021. If your statistic is correct, 50% of people on average in the United States dislike their current job. That means over 3 million people in the state of Maryland alone disliked their job as of 2021 in July. Yeah. And that that's now 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 listen. That's not include. That's the entire population. That's not including people who are not working. That's not including all sorts of stuff. No, that right? was just but a concept. That's a huge number. That's that would a be a huge number. number. Yes. Now I am not currently included in somebody who does not like her job. I love my job, as oh, I just we expressed. We love our jobs, but we we but make sure we love our jobs. You know what I think it is? I don't think it's the fact that people don't like what they're doing. I think yeah. it's that they don't yeah. like that they don't have the time to have an actual personal life corresponding with what they're doing. I think, you know, we're not getting enough time where we can just go outside and enjoy nature and enjoy things that we like 
well, you know, that we love. Like, we don't get the time to actually enjoy living our lives. We kind of just spend a lot of time, um, you know, doing what's expected of us. Right. And I don't think people don't like their jobs. I think they just don't like that they're missing time. You know, we, we miss the time that we get to do you know, relaxing or spending time with our families or we miss moments. Right. Like... But how do you tie it all together? How can you figure out a way to tie all of these factors together? Yeah. To find the perfect situation where you find yourself with your family, your friends, your, your just person, yourself, right? You're all on the same page. You're all in the same community. Somehow this chemistry is working. Yeah. You know, this planet's orbiting, everything is in motion. How do you how do you get there? How do you not work three jobs? How do you, even if you work two jobs, how do you make sure that they are things that you like to do? I think if the cost of living is going to constantly go up, there has to be a balance for people to afford to actually live. Yeah. You know, like if you're That's working all like, the time, your salary should be able to be more than what you're you know, you know this is just your living United is expected. States, right? I just think that's crazy. But yeah, like, I really like... Um, Keep talking, we'll look this up. There are a lot of companies who are switching to hybrid. You know, where people can spend more time at... Like, they can come in to work for a meeting and like they can be in the office on some days, but then most of the time they can be remote and they're getting the job done and they're still just as passionate as they were about their work, even more now because they get to work remotely and they get to spend time with their children or, you know, go outside. You know, you can do some work outside and you just feel more in touch with your life than just sitting in an office. And you know, in a lot of cases, but this is just a personal belief though. You know, a lot of people have different opinions on the situation and that's, that's perfectly fine too. And I'm always willing to learn, you know, like what the benefits or the disadvantages or things like that. I'm always willing to learn, but I just think it's really important that it's not about people not enjoying their jobs. It's about people not enjoying that they're losing time because they're constantly overworked. Right. Okay. So while you were looking that up, I looked up, according to uh, Forbes.com, um, let's see, the average American works to, uh, 25 hours a week, the average Frenchman 18, and the average Italian a bit more than 16 and a half. I'm not going to click on the link, but it says you, the British are the hardest working Europeans. <laughs> that's Forbes. That's, that's not me. That's Forbes. So if, if somebody here is European and you've got something against Forbes, then I don't know what to tell you, but that's what they're saying. You can Google it. <laughs> but I completely understand what you're saying. I think you should love what you do. I think everybody should have everything directed, whether they have children, no matter how much debt they have. I think everybody, every day, should sit down with their spouse, with their family, by themselves, whatever you're going to do. Sit down, make sure you're understanding what you need to do to get to your plan. Have a plan, or at least have objectives, right? And then do research, be creative, figure out if these, these things that you want to do are even attainable. And then yeah. if they are attainable, which most things in the modern day are, chase it. Go figure out a way. Stay financially afloat. 
Stay afloat in every way. Keep your mental health good. Don't work yourself to death, right? Stay afloat, stay healthy, but move forward towards that goal. Don't get stuck just working day to day. Happens for people for years. Well, what's important too is definitely employee appreciation. People for years, yeah. Employee appreciation is so important because people, you know, we're so passionate about our own creative things. Like I'm so passionate about writing, but if I like, this is a different experience. But I have a friend who is in journalism, and you know, she's so passionate about writing and everything, and she went into a job so excited and so devoted, and she was overworked and tired and burned out because she wasn't appreciated at her position and i think that you know that happens to a lot of us and i think it's an it's definitely an unfortunate experience because those moments um when you're being under appreciated as an employee are they take they take that inspiration and that creativity out of you and i think it's really important that we need to remember to be kind and like respectful you know, to, to everybody, you know, that, cause sure. when you're sitting there and you're taking advantage of an employee and you're overworking them and you, and you know, and they show that they're so excited for you to be their leader and to teach them. I think, you know, that, that takes effect on somebody that, that like that, those are causes those link to depression, those things, they link to generalized yeah. anxiety. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really important to make sure that you're just appreciating somebody's work ethic because when you don't, you burn out that person. And, you know, it's supposed to be a world where we support each other and we're, you know, we're lifting each other up. And full and circle, what if that's that person's first step? Full circle, what if that is that person's first step towards reaching their goals and their dreams? What if yeah. that, they've been looking for a goal for months? And they lose passion in it because they can't because they can't even get close so why try why try you know you're gonna be stuck you know that you're gonna have to follow the template you're not gonna have to follow the rules and stay in line and you know it's gonna take you years so why would you bother you know why would you take that leap yes you know what's a terrible phrase is when those leaders who underappreciate their staff say oh well i push them a little harder because i expect more from them Mm. and i see more in them oh boy that they're not going to grow with the constant perspective like perception that no that you're sitting there and every time they try get they get shut down but (laughs) they they're supposed to expect that you have high expectations for them that it's just like a constant failure and that's that's like a quote that I just, you know, it gives me like goosebumps to think about because it's like you're bringing, you're mentally bringing this person down, but you're justifying it by saying that you believe they can do better. So you're burning this one person out for personal, like just your own personal gain. You're making excuses. Yeah, exactly. You're making making excuses excuses for your poor behavior. You're making excuses. You know, yeah, this is a big reason why a lot of these partnerships and sponsors that we're trying to get our hands and feet involved with, and, and you know, we we want to provide those people with this these opportunities, right? And it's a great route for us to go down. What you're saying, full circle comes back and really just hurts to think about because everybody's had those positions, everybody's had those jobs, everybody has had these instances where they're at this point in their life and they seem to just not be able to pull it together no matter how hard they try. 
and things keep, and life doesn't stop. It keeps getting heavier and heavier and heavier to carry, and you can't do it. Yeah. That's a big reason why we have this podcast, and so we can talk about these things, so we can talk it through. We have to skedaddle. Samantha, thank you so much yes, for coming on. Yes, thank you for on. having me. You had a great time. Did you enjoy yourself? I had so much fun. Oh I gosh. love rabbit holing, well, and I, I love rabbit holing in discussion <laughs> I know. with other people because okay. I learn so much from them, and they learn so much from me, and it's just like... Well, listen, you have a beautiful mind. I really appreciate you, and I'm sure everybody else is too. Bye, friends. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye, whenever, everybody. Whatever time of day you're listening to this. <laughs> Samantha, how does, how does that... We have, we have a couple seconds. How do people find you? How do people get a hold of you? I am only on Instagram, so okay. my handle is Sauka, S-O-W-K-A dot Samantha. S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A. Sauka, 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 Sauka. Sauka dot Samantha. Savka. Savka in Polish. Savka if you're Polish. Um, like us. We're cool. So, We're cool. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get a hold of Samantha, please get her at her Instagram handle. That's the beauty of audio podcast. You can rewind and replay however many times you need. So please get it right. Follow her. DM her. You can get a hold of us on Instagram as well at Alex Calvert's show. Just go in the search bar. Search Alex Calvert's show. It will be right there. Thank you, everybody. Look for episode two. Kai coming up next week-ish. Unless we squeeze in one beforehand. We'll let you know. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.